Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 41. It's election week, and one of the best President Trump comedian and actors lives here in Las Vegas. John D. Domenico joins us. You won't want to miss it. Plus, we have brand new September visitor numbers for Las Vegas. It's pretty revealing about what's happening here. And Circa makes a splash with its grand opening. We were there, and we interview the chef behind the property's premier restaurant. He lets us know what you must order when you visit. That's coming up in our tips. Welcome to Vegas Revealed. I'm Dana Roselli along with Sean McAllister, and it is election week. Like we mentioned uh, earlier in our open, you know, we've got a great guest coming up. He is a, he doesn't like to be called a Trump impersonator, Sean. He said he's a comedian, a writer, and an actor, which makes sense. He takes his roles very seriously. He does, and he does comedy outside of what he does in his uh, Donald Trump character. Mm -hmm. So uh, John D. Domenico is joining us coming up in a little bit here on Vegas Revealed. Uh, he's hel- absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what he has to say about the, the state of affairs and what the possible outcomes of the election mean for his career. Right. And he does a whole assortment of, uh, well, impersonations, and they're they're really right on. You got to stay tuned for that. Also, I uh, want to talk about a couple big things happening in Las Vegas. One, we got some numbers in. Uh, we always like to take a look at the visitation numbers. And obviously, you know, they're more impactful than ever with the huge dip in visitors' numbers that we've had since the pandemic. But it looks like September was okay, Sean, a little bit better than it was in August. And that's that's a bright spot. Yeah. So over the summer in August, there were about one and a half million visitors who came here to Las Vegas. That was up in September to just over 1.7 million visitors. So that is a trend that we like to see, about a 10% increase there. Yeah, so we'll take it. Uh, the Cromwell is finally open, which is the last resort to casino to open on the Strip. So now we officially have all our properties open. Uh, you and I have been seeing a lot of rumblings and a lot of talk about some of these hotels kind of closing midweek. I know there are a couple properties that already do that. I think it's Planet Hollywood and also even the Palazzo early on. But, you know, we're not getting that midweek weekday visitation like we are on the weekends, which are doing pretty good. Well, and Las Vegas has always depended on uh, the convention business Mm -hmm. to bring visitors midweek. That's not typically the time when when tourists would come here. And until uh, convention business gets back to what it needs to be for the city, I think that midweek business is still just going to be really weak. So it's not surprising that um, there are properties that might be thinking about uh, closing during the week, which we don't love to hear that, but you know, it it makes sense with what's going on. Again, these are just rumors at this point. Nothing has officially been confirmed, but we will let you know the the status of of those rumors. Yeah. And both of you and I have been out on the weekends here and it's, it's really busy, I must say, in Las Vegas. So people are coming when they can to take a break from whether it's uh, working from home, virtual school at home, or, you know, not working at home and just getting away. So uh, we welcome everyone. You and I were in downtown Las Vegas midweek on a Tuesday night to kick off uh, the grand opening of Circa Las Vegas. We were actually there from uh, 7 to midnight, 
actually a little bit past midnight when the doors officially opened. We were there for this preview VIP party, and what an occasion. Oh my gosh, it was incredible. I think the biggest black tie affair that Las Vegas has seen in months mm-hmm. since the, the shutdown in March. Yeah, and the first masked affair, too, a black tie event that I've ever been to. We were all in masks. Which made it very interesting for uh, conversation purposes because <laughs> everyone was wearing a mask. And I have to say, um, I would, the, it, the, the guidelines were followed. Right. The guidelines were followed. People were, you know, taking off their masks for a sip of wine and that kind of thing. But uh, for the most part, you know, everyone was dressed to the nines and they had their mask on. So we're going to have more details about our experience coming up in our tips. We interviewed Chef Barry and we also gambled a little at midnight and we have a little account of that all coming up in our tips. It, it was a wild night. We've got some funny stories to share coming up. It, it was a bit crazy. <laughs> it, it was. was. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the biggest events all year long in Las Vegas is New Year's Eve. There's hundreds of thousands of visitors who who plan all year to come to Las Vegas to ring in the new year, uh, but it, the festivities will be a bit different this year. A little less festive, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, our fireworks were canceled. A big announcement came this week, and you know, usually fireworks you know, fly off like seven buildings on the strips. It's one of the biggest things every year. They shut down the strip and they allow it to to just be foot traffic. So it's a very rare occasion. Uh, I've worked every New Year's Eve on the strip for the pretty much the 15 years I've been here. It's a spectacular event and it brings in about more than, I think, 300,000 people, Sean, and a lot of money. I think they were saying it, we average taking in about 250 million just from all the tourists that come in and the visitors just to celebrate New Year's Eve. Yeah. So the, the not having the fireworks is going to make it uh, definitely a a different atmosphere here in Las Vegas and not having Las Vegas Boulevard shut down and packed with people is going to be a different experience. But that's not to say that you can't still come here and have a good time. It just means that, you know, all the free public festivities Mm -hmm. aren't going to be happening, but you can still come here. You can still see the shows that are opening. You can go to a nice dinner, and I'm sure that there will be uh, some private parties that are happening on the Las Vegas Strip, too. Yeah, and you can gamble. You know, once 2020 is behind us, I mean, we all need to place a bet at midnight and hope for the best, but that's true. And downtown Las Vegas, uh, Jonathan Jossel, the CEO of the Plaza, said he's still going to have fireworks there in downtown Las Vegas. So it's basically our big spectacular that we aren't going to have. But like you mentioned, I mean, a lot of the hotel casinos are going to do events and have special things going on. So it's still a place to come and celebrate. But you know what? It's for the best for safety. We can't be shoulder to shoulder a sea of, you know, 300,000 people in the middle of the strip at a time like this, because we don't really, it's kind of the unknown. We don't, we don't know still where we're going to be number wise and tensions are high and all sorts of stuff. I, I think it's a good I'm going to have to say I think it was a good call. You, Sean? Yeah, it's a smart move not to have the fireworks this year. Anything that's going to encourage congregating of large crowds, obviously not a smart idea. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the smart move. It needed to be done, even though it is a a disappointing move. That's right. All right, we want to get to our guest today. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, John D. Domenico. He's fabulous. You got to hear his take on, you know, 
being one of those people that acts and, and does comedy uh, and, and impersonates Donald Trump because he's had a very, very successful four years and he's in high demand this week. Sean, he took he took 20 minutes to hang with us and, and we're excited about it. It'll be a beautiful interview, the most beautiful <laughs> interview ever done coming up next on Vegas Revealed. Wow, you're pretty good too. Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. Remember, you can always go to our website at vegas-revealed.com. There we have tons of videos, content, ways you can listen, and also an email, ideas at vegas-revealed.com. You can throw us a note and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Vegas Revealed. It is election week, and we thought, how can we do like a Vegasy kind of election interview and the kind of the two don't usually go together, but... Yeah, and you know, this is one of those elections that obviously here in the United States, uh, our listeners have been paying attention to it, but we also have a lot of listeners overseas, and no doubt our president has caught their attention too. That's right. And we have on with us today, John Domenico. He is a comedian, a writer, an actor. Sean and I have interviewed him for years here in Las Vegas. How are you? Well, I'm absolutely fantastic, I have to tell you. Oh, wait a minute. I don't need to be the president. I can be <laughs> I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm great. Uh, great to be here in my home in Las Vegas, working and producing content for around the world. Oh, my goodness. I mean, what a busy, first of all, I mean, four years you've had, I should say, and a very busy week coming up. Now, you uh, do some great bits as Donald Trump. Amazing. But we've also interviewed you through the years. You do other things like Austin Powers and what else? Austin Powers, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Evil. Uh, I do Dr. Phil. What were you thinking? (laughs) Larry King live, coming to you live from Los Angeles, right here. Yeah, I do a bunch of it. Yeah, I'm Chris Day Leno. Hey, you guys doing? Good to see you. It's so great to be on the show. You know, I'm, I'm in Las Vegas all the time, all the time. <laughs> You're really good at that. Oh, my gosh. It just feels good to laugh, and I know that's really what you are trying to, to just really accomplish with all this, right? Yeah, you know, I don't have an axe to grind. I don't have a, you know, there, there are people who do political characters and they have their own agenda, especially more on the national stage. You know, for me, I'm, I'm an actor comedian. I want to, you know, I'm old school. I want to make everybody laugh. I don't feel that I should be forcing my political views on anyone. And honestly, like no one cares. Do you know what I mean? Everyone just wants to be entertained and they don't want anything pushed in their face. Yeah, and obviously over the last four years, the the one character that has really stood out and that really has, I mean, expanded your horizons and brought you to new audiences is President Trump. So if we could switch over. I thought you were going to say Bill Clinton. Hey, how you doing? (laughs) Is Hillary there? I can't find her. I've interviewed President Clinton once, let me tell you, one-on-one, and you sound just like him. <laughs> you know, he, he, he is, he's always running out of oxygen. That's why he's got that scratchy voice. <laughs> I love it. I love no, but, it. Yeah, but, but Trump has been this, it's, you know, I'm very lucky because I started doing him back in 2004, and I started following him back about 1985. So I've had this really long runway with him. And it's been, it's, it's just been, you know, right place, right time. 
And and so in that long runway of time and the observations that you've had over the years, has anything changed with his mannerisms oh. in, in the past four years? Well, you know, it's really, it's fascinating, you know, because I, I had a speech impediment as a child and that's, uh, I, I was in eight years of speech therapy and I was actually doing voices when I was five. And uh, when I did the voices, I didn't have the speech impediment. So I did eight years of speech therapy and you learn over time when you're working with a speech pathologist that we're all kind of fixed in a way that we speak, but Trump defies that. He he adds vocal tics. They disappear. He adds things to the way he speaks. It's uh, And I'll give you a perfect example. Um, the day after the election, uh, the day after the inauguration, he went to the CIA and he did something he'd never done before. And I, you know, I study this guy, but he's at the CIA and he says, you know, you know, I'm, I look out, I look out and I see all these people. I see all these people, all these incredible people and the press the press they say there's nobody there there's nobody there and he does this he does this whisper that i had honestly never heard before and then during the campaign he goes bing bong bong bing 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 bong bong bing bong which has uh, since has disappeared that is so crazy yeah, and then during the um and then during the debates he added the well i have to tell you know hillary's a puppet you know, the sniffs became part of the whole thing, which was very interesting. And I had never heard that before. So you kind of start folding these things in. And then the last few weeks, he's been very, he's somewhat tired. And his voice is tired. So you can hear him straining to talk, straining to talk a little bit. But he still because of the Regeneron. I have so much energy. So much energy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was watching your your cl- your clip that's pinned to the top of your Twitter about when you know the president tested negative, and it is. I mean, you can't help but just it's it's like you're watching him, <laughs> listening. You know, to I, him. A bunch of stuff that I've done. I've I started saying kung flu back in March. That was in a lot of my content on my YouTube channel, and then he picked it up in in the summer. I'm thinking, is this guy watching my videos? <laughs> is he watching my stuff? This is like the fourth time this has happened. Now the White House has never ordered a cameo, have they? No, they have not. But um, but I get, I've gotten cameo requests from people that like very well known people for other well known people, and mm. I've always been blown away by when the names come in. I know who they are because I I spent a year. I've always been fascinated by politics. I spent a year as an intern for a U.S. senator, so I've always kept up obviously more now than ever. Uh, but it's very interesting to see who comes in. One I can say is uh, Donatella Versace. I got one from her assistant for her birthday, which I thought was just really cool. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's to know that Donatella one. Versace was going <laughs> to watch it. And then um, I did one for uh, Matt Goss, which I did get to see the reaction video. So that's, you know, that was a local thing, but it was really, really cool. Yeah, I was there. I watched it. It was hilarious. We were dying. You were commenting on his blue eyes and, and it was so funny. <laughs> but, you know, most English people, not attractive, not attractive people. I have to tell you, Matt, I don't know what they did with him, but he's a good looking guy. Good looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it, as divisive as Donald Trump is as a, a political figure, have you had that type of reaction from people who see your videos or, or has it not, not so much been kind of opposite? Here's, here's the thing. I mean, when someone doesn't like someone, you wouldn't think they'd order a cameo, but my 
cameo orders, and I do about 10 a day, are usually like 60% pro-Trump and 40%. Literally, they say, there's one that I have to do to say, it's like, my mom hates Trump. It would be hilarious to have a birthday message from him. So, <laughs> so the, the beauty of Trump, not necessarily as president, but as who he is, just affects people so viscerally. And I always think about the story of uh, Colonel Tom Parker, uh, Elvis's manager. When Elvis took off, you know, he was a phenomena. And, you know, obviously Colonel Tom made buttons that said, I love Elvis. And he saw how a lot of the boys hated Elvis. So he made buttons that said, I hate Elvis. So, mm. so he, you know, it, it's one of these things where people, if they love him, they really love him. And if they hate him, they love to hate him. Kind of the right. way people hate listen to Howard Stern years ago. So it's he draws people in even if they don't like him, which is fascinating. The psychology behind that is fascinating. No, and I noticed by the, a lot of the comments under your YouTubes and your social media, people are pretty just saying, you know, it's funny, it's right on. Wow, this has really made me laugh. Oh my gosh, I feel like I'm you know listening to the president. So people seem to get a kick out of it, and there doesn't seem like there's a lot of you know tons of negativity towards you in any way. You're just kind of making people. People smile. Right. I want to make, yeah, I want to make the satire of it. And I'll give you the perfect example. When I was doing the um, Totally Outrageous show at the SLS, which is now back to being the Sahara, you know, the show would end and people come up to me and say, hey, we're from Minnesota and we love Trump. And that was really funny because I did like a 12 minute set in the show. And then 10 seconds later, someone comes up to and says, hey, we're from LA. We hate Trump, but that was really funny. So, mm -hmm. you know, if I can entertain both sides of the aisle with this character, you know, non-political characters, it really doesn't matter. But if right. I can entertain both sides of the aisle and make everybody laugh and maybe bring people together <laughs> in, that, in that moment, that, I think that's a really good thing. And you mentioned uh, Howard Stern just a, a second ago, and you've caught his attention too. Yes, I made my fourth appearance earlier this week. And I am, I'm not, I'm scheduled. And I say scheduled because they're kind of, they'll change things there, but I'm scheduled to be back on, um, uh, as Trump on, uh, election day and the day after, but you never know. There's, they're very kind of organic there. Mm-hmm. Right. When you've done so many shows and, and I was going to ask you, uh, like, because this president, like, I've always felt like, oh, you need to respect the president. It's not appropriate to make fun, this and that. But I mean, this president you know, calls people names, make fun mm. of people. For the first time in my life, I felt like, well, I mean, I guess if people joke around about him, in some ways it's it's okay because he gives it out and he's got to be prepared to to take it back because he's, he's the leader, he's setting the path, right? So do you feel like it makes it a little bit easier because he is the type to just make fun of anyone anyway? Yeah, because he, you know, that that is literally his brand. There's two things about Trump. It's the name calling, uh, which he's always done from literally go back anywhere in his career. And then also he always needs a villain. And, and you know, like I said, I've been following him since the mid, mid 80s. He's always needs a villain. So that's kind of part of his whole shtick that it's the, you know, this guy is a, Total moron, total moron. But it could be the guy who you know, sends rockets into space. So it's always right. a part of it where he himself says, you know, it's it's like wrestling. He's part of it is tongue in cheek, and you can tell the times when he really means it. Yeah, but bottom line, it's all a big show. Yeah, and and he himself has has said that. Mm -hmm. 
And how long have you been in Las Vegas? I I've been here nine years. Okay. okay. And it's the best. I can honestly say it is the best move I've ever made in my life. I love Philadelphia where I'm from and I love New York where I started. But when I got here nine years ago, I was welcomed by the entertainment community. I was folded into the community. I was introduced to people. I've never felt so supported, so loved. There is not a sense of competition here where people have their knives out. Everyone wants to help one another and it and here there's it's a little different where in New York if the actors are with the actors and the comedians are with the comedians and the dancers are with the dancers and the theater people are with the theater people here it's all mixed together you you know you know people who are aerialists from Cirque and you know singers from the nightclubs and you know people from production shows and it's a really beautiful uh, mix of people. It's an incredibly supportive group of people. My heart breaks for a lot of my friends who are struggling right now during COVID because all they want to do is get in front of an audience and perform and th they can't do it. It's just, it's just, it's it just sucks. You know, there's just no other word for it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. It's, it's, you know, at a time where your work keeps rolling, you know, um, people, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and it won't go away. I mean, win or lose this election. Win or lose, yeah. And, and, you know, funny thing is, even before the last election, people would say to me, hey, what's going to happen if uh, Trump doesn't win? I'm like, are you kidding me? This <laughs> guy. You know, after nuclear holocaust, he's still going to be around. <laughs> well, he, he is such a he's such an iconic American personality. So if he doesn't win, he's never going to shut up. He'll be tweeting until the day he, you know, the day he moves on. So he's just that, that powerful. And with that said, uh, given that uh, this is election week uh, across the United States, the, the final votes will be cast on Tuesday. The results will come in whenever they come in. But can you give us your prediction of what we might be hearing from uh, Donald Trump in the coming days? <laughs> Well, it's going to be a Trump slide. It's going to be absolutely incredible. And after this election, we're getting rid of the Electoral College and we're going to replace it with Trump University. Everyone's <laughs> going to get a free class. It's going to be absolutely tremendous, I have to tell you. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And now uh, we can find you across the board on you're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all that, right? Right. And I try to put up different content on each one. If you want to see my, my long form comedy, that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, there's a lot of stuff there. I'm on TikTok. I now have 2 million followers. And mm. obviously that's short form, that's 15 to 30 seconds. So we're doing things totally different there, different things going on Instagram. So if you're following me in different places, I try to give you a different experience on each one. And then on Cameo, because I know, like you said, you're popular. So we go to Cameo, we look you up, and then we we type in a scenario, right? Like a, yeah. if it's a birthday or whatever. Like I can give you a real one. Okay. My parents, they like Donald Trump. They Their 50th anniversary is coming up oh, on November great. 7th. Yeah. And so if I were to order a Cameo, I'd put all those details, Diane and Pat and their names, and you'd, mm. you'd just bust out a video. Yeah, I would be like, hello, Diane and Pat. It's me, President Trump, your favorite president. I'm down there in the press room, in the press room, because there's some real news. Real news. You two are celebrating your 50th anniversary, which is incredible, because I've been married three times, and I'm not even close to that, I have to tell you. <laughs> 
love it. So then I would take the additional details and you yeah. know, the fact that you love them. So I have a bit for like each one of those things. I usually, my cameos run about four to five minutes because it's just, there's so much Trump material and I have mm-hmm. a White House press room set here in my house. So I shoot those on the set here. I love it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How, what, yeah, a, what, a fu- what a fun life. Yeah. And Cameo, and I have to say, I mean, I've been very lucky. I've been working corporately because I have an audio studio here and a TV studio and a green screen studio, but Cameo has been absolutely amazing. I've done 1200 as of this week. I started this time wow. last year and I've shot 1200. Incredible, incredible. It, and and you're lifting people's spirits and, you know, it is, it is something that people are really getting into, especially I noticed even during the pandemic when people are having trouble getting together and really celebrating that Cameo has really just become so popular. It's, it's incredible. And my, 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 my representative, the person I deal with there had said it's exploded the number of sports figures, singers, everyone, you know, has come over to cameo that they've actually become somewhat, um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, they, they now have a little more discriminating taste on who they allow. <laughs> right. So they're right. limiting, they're limiting the people, but I'm really, I feel so lucky. I'm number one in politics and I'm beating out real politicians, which is actually hilarious when you think mm. about it. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, John, we're so glad to uh, have the time to chat with you here on uh, election week and glad to have you part of the Las Vegas community as well. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. All right. And uh, best of luck to you, whichever way the election goes, President yes, Trump. To, if, if, if Biden wins, I'm going to have to learn how to say malarkey, malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this, uh, Donald Trump guy. Uh, this guy, I have to tell you. Come on, man. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You, you've got them all down. I love it, John. Listen, have a great day and thanks for joining us. You too. Thanks. Our two tips are next on Vegas Reveal. Welcome back. And it is time for Dana and Sean's secret tips. And you know what? We want to talk about Circa because we went to the pre-grand opening party. And let me tell you, we have a lot to talk about and some involve tips, some involve just wacky stories. Yeah. And I think we're going to start out with the wacky stories because you might've seen a picture posted on our (laughs) Vegas revealed (laughs) Instagram. And you might be wondering what the heck is Dana doing? She's got on sunglasses. (laughs) She's kind of bent over. Her (laughs) shoes are a little bit kicked off and it looked like there was a situation happening and that's because there was a situation <laughs> happening. <laughs> so oh Dana, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> well, Sean, we hadn't been out, you know, to like a classy event in so long. So, uh, you know, it was a big deal. Right. So I, I get in my, my dress, my, my Sergio Rossi heels with the, you know, with the like, you know, little crystals on them. I'm all yeah, set nice. to go. Yeah. Well, I get there and like literally like, I don't even know, like 45 minutes after we were there, I just started to like not be able to walk in my shoes. I couldn't figure it out because they've always fit perfect. I'm good at walking in high heels, but like, it was like they were bigger than normal. I'm like, did my feet grow? What's going on? So I looked at you guys in panic. Like we've got a lot of places to go and walk around. So I don't really know what to do here. 
because I can't just take my shoes off. I'm not one of those people to walk around in my bare feet. Well, in the first sign of trouble. So Dana, when I <laughs> first saw you, when we first met up inside Circa for the yep. big grand opening party, I was coming over to you. We were talking on the phone so we could find <laughs> each other. You turned around and you like just fell out of your shoe. Right. Like I was wearing like 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 if I was a little kid and I was wearing my mom's slippers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so so that was I didn't think anything of that. But then as the night went on, it, it, it almost looked like you were ice skating inside of your shoes. Right. My friend Melissa said I looked like I was walking in mud or something. I don't know. It was like weird. So we couldn't figure it out, but it is what it is, right? How are we going to solve this problem? So you uh, and and my friend Melissa were very smart in saying, hey, like we could go buy flip-flops. I had flip-flops in my car, but it was really far away. So I was like, great. And we looked and there was a swim store. Thank goodness. Right. And it was open. And we weren't sure if it was going to be open because the property didn't actually open until midnight. And this is like 830. But thank goodness, the the merchandise was on sale. There was someone <laughs> at the register, and it, it was like the savior of the night, finding right. the swim store that sold flip-flops for Dana. <laughs> That's right. So we get in there, and I had no choice but to buy $39 flip-flops. Uh, they're very nice. They're black with little, little shimmeries on them. And uh, then I started trying on the sunglasses and then I went to buy the flip-flops. I forgot to take the sunglasses off. So I'm masked. I'm wearing sunglasses. I'm in a black dress, black flip-flops, holding Sergio Rossi's in my hand. And, and, and we moved on with the night. <laughs> and, and we were a bit giddy even at that point. Yeah, we had a couple glasses of wine. And then, um, listen, it was, a, it was a fabulous night. We got to see a lot of familiar faces, but it was weird being masked, right? Because some faces we recognized and others you had to be like, wait, who are you? Well, it's difficult to decipher who a person is by just seeing like the bridge of their nose and their eyes. You right. know, that's it was there were people who I've known for over a decade who I ran into and I didn't realize who they were until they said, Hey, Sean, it's me. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> it's tough. It is tough. It is tough. So we were, you know, moving around, mingling. I think the sports book is incredible. It's three levels. It's gorgeous. We went out to stadium swim. We had to go up the long escalator. That's where kind of the ceremony was. There were synchronized swimmers out there. Derek Stevens, the owner, and his wife came down the middle aisle with showgirls. You know, the mayor and, and former mayor Oscar Goodman were there. It was a whole thing. A big production for sure. And uh, by the way, you mentioned the escalator. I do believe that is the longest escalator in the world. Yes, I think so. It, and it, I, I it, believe it because we were on it for a while. Yeah. And I'm in this whole germ thing, so I'm not trying not to touch the sides, right? So we're like standing there. Don't touch the sides. Don't touch the sides. <laughs> trying to balance. Thank God I had my flip-flops because, you know, it was a long ride up the escalator. <laughs> it, it was, but it was worth it. Stadium swim is amazing. Uh, all around, Circa is just a really nice and classy property. And uh, one of their premier restaurants that they have there is uh, by Chef Barry, who a lot of us have gotten to know over the years uh, from launching Nine Steakhouse over at the Palms. 
That's right. And we saw him there when we walked inside and we thought, oh, we need to grab Chef Barry and, and, and interview him. And, and we need to know what do we need to order and what's different about this restaurant than nine at uh, the Palms. And so it's Barry's Downtown Prime. It's the big feature restaurant at Circa. And here's our chat with Chef Barry. Tell us about it. What's what's different? What's new? What's the same? Well, what's different is um, I'm an owner now. I have three great partners uh, and we're in a brand new restaurant and we brought something to the table that we've always wanted to do and what we learned from in the last 20 years and put everything together in a beautiful collaboration. And we are going to have an amazing another 10 to 15 years, God willing, downtown Las Vegas. It's going to be so exciting. We're truly blessed. And this is an absolutely gorgeous restaurant space. And I know uh, over at the Palms, you had a door that all your celebrity guests signed. Do you have a, a designated location here? Well, that, that, that's actually in the works. Uh, it will be delivered tomorrow. And uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> so it's yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. I mean, it, how are you feeling with everything that's been, everyone's been so down, but it's so good to feel yeah. good about something and something opening that's new. Listen, you know, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a Debbie Downer. No matter. I, I. My dad always told me, you take the you take the worst situation and you make it good. Out of something bad, always something comes good. You know, and that's what I. That's what I do. That's how I live my life. And I never think nothing is bad. Every morning I wake up, it's a blessing from Christ. So that's a great day. Nothing can go bad. Everything else on that is cream. Yeah. So having the opportunity to be downtown here in Las Vegas with uh, three other great partners. And Derek Steving uh, choosing me to be uh, in his restaurant asked me to do a, a restaurant here. It, it's just a, it's just a, it's a gift. It's a blessing. Uh, that's all I can say. It's wonderful. You know, truly blessed. And, and what kind of freedom did you have working with with Derek Stevens? I know he had his vision here, but yeah. but did he give you a little bit of leeway I, I, to work? I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I worked for a lot of people. And the first family that I did work for were the Maloof brothers, mm -hmm. and they were totally awesome. Then I worked for the Fertitas; they were great. And now I'm working for the uh, I'm working for the Stevens brothers. And when I tell you some of the nicest people I've met in the business, I had 100% freedom to do whatever I wanted in my kitchen. Amazing. And uh, to to get with Punch Architect to design the kitchen. I'm sorry, the restaurant. Gem to the kitchen. A true blessing. I mean, if you see, I mean, you, you, you go in Vegas, you don't see this anywhere. And I, I've never seen a restaurant like this anywhere, especially in Vegas with the little cubby holes and different size rooms. And we can do from 140 people sit down to the smallest six to 12 or whatever, you know. So it's going to be a great ride. I'm so happy. Quick last question. Yeah. We have listeners from all over the world. They're dying to come. What should they order? What are your top three things? Well, you definitely, definitely, definitely. We're in a steakhouse. So I'm going to tell you, you have to order the dry-aged 40-ounce tomahawk steak. You have to do, I'm bringing it back, the um, potato gnocchis with white truffle cream. You can have some shaved truffles with that if you want. I'm bringing back the George's cream corn, a great dish that George Maloof loved at Nine Steakhouse in the days. And I'm also doing my favorite dishes, the Colorado lamb chops with Parmesan pine nut crust. But there's so much. I mean, there's large shellfish towers. There's... A special side that I was thinking of what to do with lobster macaroni and cheese right so now I was just sitting in bed one night and I'm thinking I'm from Rhode Island right so I'm thinking chick lobsters they're about a pound and a quarter I slice the lobster open I steam it I pull the meat out I chop it all up 
and then I fill that lobster shell with macaroni and cheese with the lobster. So oh, I'm doing man. a whole macaroni and cheese oh. side dish with lobster, lobster mac and cheese. So it's oh, going to be cool. That is so great. all the people in the world, when you come to Las Vegas, please come visit Barry's Downtown Prime. Ask for Chef Barry. I'll come to the table. I will personally buy you a nice glass of Gambino Jules Prosecco. And it's rosé, and you'll love it, and you'll oh. taste it, and it'll be on me. But just come and ask for me. <laughs> love Amazing. it. Chef Barry, thank you so much. We're God bless. so thank excited you. to have you in Las Vegas. Congratulations. Ciao. Thank you. All right, take Bye-bye. care. Great to see you, Chef. All of it sounds delicious. The oh. inside is beautiful. Yeah, so check out Barry's Downtown Prime if you want to uh, hit up Circa and go there for a nice dinner. Man, that lobster mac and cheese. Chef Barry sold it. I know. Oh, so good. Sounds so good. Um, okay, so then midnight, you know, comes around and we're like, okay, now circus open. So we're looking at all these machines and we're like, well, we need to play something. So we went for the digital roulette and um I didn't win, you didn't win, but your husband won. So we kind of feel like we won because it was part of the group, right? Yeah, exactly. And I don't I felt like no matter what number Shane was putting his chips on. It hit like every mm-hmm. like route spin after spin. It was landing on his numbers. And so we, we got up to, you know, put in 20 bucks in the machine and got up over 100 pretty quickly. Yeah. And I was proud of him because he hit cash out. And that's the most important th- thing to do. But we whipped out the voice recorder and we have this moment on record. So, you know what? Oh, we'll no. Share it with the podcast listeners. Take a listen. This is going down in history. Yeah, we played some of the games here for the first time ever. The first time that people actually played the games, lost money on them, yeah, won we, money on we them. We lost for the first time. But it's the first $101 that anybody has ever won on the like digital roulette game yeah. outside Saginaw's Delicatessen. <laughs> Woo! Well, thank goodness, Sean, you got a room next door because, uh, you know, as you can tell by your enthusiasm, it was a it was a good night. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a good night. It was uh, feeling very good after midnight there. Here's the thing, though. Your room at the downtown Grand, what did it cost? Thirty five bucks. It was thirty five bucks. Yeah. I paid $24 in parking to leave Circa. So, you know, in, in all reality, we both pretty much spent the same <laughs> yeah i guess so and it was yeah it, it was a good deal to you know just be a block away at the downtown grand yeah i mean excellent it was a really really fun night but we did want to mention a couple things you want to mention something about the 99 cent shrimp cocktail i wanted to mention the paid parking because i just want people to know the self parking garage pretty incredible very nice garage um it was free for the event but since i stayed after midnight i ended up having to pay for parking so i believe it's four dollars an hour i paid 24 dollars. i was there from like about 7 p.m to I think 1231. So, um, so you do have to pay, keep that in mind. If you do go to Circa, um, that you do have to pay for parking, plan your time. Maybe you go somewhere else and walk over. Maybe you do the valet. I don't, you know, however it works for you. Yeah. I know somebody uh, sent me a text this morning who had gone to Circa to watch a football game and they were like, Hey, I didn't know that you had to pay to park there. Yeah. Um, You know, so that is part of the deal. But Mm -hmm. uh, last week, I had mentioned that Circa is bringing back the 99 cent shrimp cocktail, which is like a classic Vegas menu item that you don't see very much anymore. However, there are stipulations. Uh, 
So this 99 cent shrimp cocktail is available from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. when you purchase a meal inside Saginaw's Delicatessen. So there are some parameters that you have to work within to get that 99 cent shrimp cocktail, but nonetheless, it is available. But it looks good. Yes, yes. It'll be good to <laughs> go back and, and hang out on a more of a normal night over at, right. at Circa. Great to see a, a brand new property opening up here in Las Vegas, though. It's always exciting. It is always and such so fun to see everyone. And I know I saw a lot of people that even follow us on Twitter, some of the amazing uh, bloggers out there. They were all at the event, too. And like I said, we were all masked, so it was hard to hunt down and chat with every single person that we wanted to. But go check it out. Circa in uh, downtown Las Vegas is officially open. What a great podcast. I know I say it every week, but I really feel like this week was a great podcast. <laughs> yeah. And another big thank you to John. Di Domenico, who is uh, going to have his hands full this week as uh, the election results trickle in. <laughs> That's right. And we'll catch you uh, next week with, I guess, a result of who our new president is at hopefully. that time, right? <laughs> yeah, hopefully. We'll see. Have a great week, everyone. Hope